0: What is up, everybody? It's your boy. Your boy. Yeah. Man, you really didn't commit to that one. No, um, you
1: you set it up so that there wasn't, whoa, well, there wasn't a lot of places where I could come in.
0: No, I I do it the exact <laughs> same every time. You just mm, gave up on it.
1: No, that time you it's just your, your boy. I always do that, and you always say your this boy. There are two people in this room right now. You're right.
0: Welcome to the Soft Thinking Podcast. My name is Felipe, joined by my co-host...
1: Ernest Hemingsworth? Uh, No, it's actually Rowan Keeler. Or just Rowan.
0: Just Rowan. (laughs) Uh, First name, just. Last name, Illis. I don't know what that means. Uh, That was a Drake song I tried to quote, and it doesn't help that I don't listen to Drake.
1: God's plan. That's the only... I know That's the only Drake lyric I know
0: Really? Yeah I, I don't, don't know When the hotline bling You know that one Do That can only me, me
1: On That one yeah. yeah I only know Like Drake songs From like memes And stuff like that Yeah so exactly
0: like, That's the only reason Why you should like know Drake I,
1: songs Hot take Drake is Incredibly mid
0: Hotter take I don't listen To Drake at all cause Yeah same so
1: so mid, I can't even stand them. But we have a lot to cover in this episode. We
0: do. We are on part 35 of what was supposed to be a maybe two-part series. And uh, it's not worked out in our favor. Uh, I see it as we have uh, just learned that we talk a lot. And I think we picked a really ambitious topic, honestly. I think we... Uh, Started off with good intentions to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, thorough? Yes. Yeah, we started off That's with cool. really good intentions to be very thorough and give you, um, a complete idea of what we were talking about. And we got way too into it. We are on part four of this series, and this is going to be the last part, we promise. This is going to be the last part. No promises. I promise. I promise it's going to be the last part. If this isn't
1: the last part, we'll take a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we have other things that we want to talk about. Uh, But this is going to be part four uh, on the attributes of God. And just as a catch-up for us, (laughs) mainly, because we recorded, like, two months ago. Uh, We What were we talking about? The communicable attributes of God. We were talking about the communicable attributes of God. And what that means is that when God... Uh, When we look at the attributes of God, that there are things that rely, or no, no, the things that belong solely to God, there are things that only God will ever be able to lay claim to, um, such as the fact that he is eternal, such as the fact that he is immutable, meaning that he doesn't change, such as the fact that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all like omnipresent, he's everywhere at once, always, at all times. Um, right. Like there are certain attributes that we will never, ever, ever be able to share with God. But there are other attributes that in Genesis chapter one, verse 27, when God said, let us create man in our image, God chose to share some of these attributes with us. Now we have to understand that God's version of these attributes are so much different than ours, right? Like when we talk about love, like I can never love anybody the way God loves anybody. Um, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, I can get close, I can learn, but I can't ever love the way God loves a hundred percent. When we talk about God's patience, God, I can never be more patient than God. And I think that's because God doesn't drive on the belt. Like, I'm, kid- I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, nah, but facts so. though. Oh, man. I think that's because God doesn't drive in traffic. No, but God can, I can never be more patient than God. God is good. And no matter what I do, I will never be more good than God.
1: Yeah, that's good. So with that in mind, let's hop right back into uh, some of the communicable attributes of God. So first one we're talking about today is God's holiness, right? So God is so first when we talk about holiness, I think the most important thing that we need to recognize is that God's holiness is going to look different than our holiness, right? Because and we'll get we'll get into it. But I think it's best if we kind of describe what holiness is. Me and Felipe have actually done a whole episode on holiness, so if you What's it know? called? Holiness. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: What a what a
0: thunk. What a thought? Not me. Shout out Justin Bieber. Not us.
1: Um but we have a whole episode, but just for the sake, since you're right here. True. Um <laughs> <laughs> since you're here, let's define holiness. So holiness is uh in very, very simple terms, is just comp uh is separation from sin, right? So when we talk about God's holiness we're talking about how God is completely separated from sin, um, and we'll talk about how much He hates about hates sin later. But for now, it's important to know that, like holiness, defined is just God's complete and utter separation from sin.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. And the word holy um, comes from a old Hebrew word means set apart. Right. So basically, think of it uh, like um, the way the, the word picture that you need to think of is let's say that there is a cloth that you have, uh, m- made to be made into a jacket, right? So you cut a piece of this cloth off and now it's its own separate thing, completely unique. Um, and the rest of the cloth, like it's just set apart. Uh, and this thing is, and that's probably a very, poor word picture now that I think about it, but that's basically what we're talking about. God is set apart. He is different than all of creation. And he is, he is not only just without sin, he is completely set apart in his being, in his essence. Um, and, I, and that plays a huge part in his holiness, right? Like when we think of God, we can't just think of not sin, it's so much bigger than that god is to be revered and awed, and all of creation cries out that he is holy that he is set apart that he is different and that's his defining attribute
1: yeah so then when we talk about like um christ making us holy in our like when we strive to be holy right we're talking about that separation from sin right because when once we accept jesus as our savior like we take on the responsibility of like all right so now now that Jesus is my savior now i have to separate myself from sin uh to become holy and to and this is where uh holiness becomes communicable right because even though um god is the ultimate form of holiness right and is completely unachievable by any of us right we still have the ability to kind of How do I say this and not be heretical? (laughs) But like, even though we're not able to achieve the the holiness that uh, God can, we can still work towards some level of holiness, right? We don't live in our sin, but when we're called to holiness, we set ourselves apart. Like, that's why as Christians, we shouldn't do like worldly things, right? We shouldn't go out drinking every single night and getting blackout drunk with our friends. We shouldn't be sleeping around with everybody. Like there are things that we can't do so that we are set apart from sin and set apart from uh, this world. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important that we know that uh, I like, I, I like that you touched on this. Uh, The way that we become holy is through Jesus's holiness right? Like his sacrifice on the cross made a way through the sacrificial system that, that we, that God was owed, his holiness gets imputed or passed on to us through his sacrifice on the cross. So now we are made holy. Um, but it's good that we know, sorry, excuse me, and that we understand that even though we are made holy and we're called to be holy, we're still always going to be completely different than God. We will never achieve God's level of holiness, but we are still called to be holy. Yeah. God is always going to be different. That's good. So, should we look at some Bible verses?
1: Yeah, let's why not? Why don't we?
0: Um. So. Uh, it's this one is pretty cool so psalm 24 verse 3 david is writing this psalm and he says this who shall ascend to the hill of the lord or stand in his holy place so um cool thing about this verse is not only is god holy but the place that god inhabits is holy uh we look at that in this psalm, but then if we even think back to exodus when god speaks to moses through the burning bush god takes up residence in the side of the mountain And he calls Moses out and he says, hey, Moses, take off your sandals because the ground that you stand on is holy ground. So God being in a space all of a sudden makes that space holy. Psalm 71 verse 22, David calls God the holy one of Israel. Right, um, it's just his defining characteristic. Uh, in Isaiah, uh, chapter six, verse three, and in the throughout the book of Revelation, uh, we see this uh, literary element used in the Bible, used in Hebrew language. Um, and God is called holy, holy, holy. Um, and normally when you repeat something twice, um, and when something is repeated twice in the Bible. It's calling a reader's like eyes to like, hey, pay attention. This is important. Yeah. Right? The fact that he's called holy, holy, holy is like the Hebrew writers and the and the Greek writers of the New Testament, they are saying, No, 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 no. Listen, pay attention because we yeah. mean this. Yeah. God is holy, holy, holy. Somewhere so that in the book of Revelation it says that there are angels surrounding His throne, uh, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, three sixty-five, three sixty-six on leap years. Uh, they're not closed for Memorial Day or Christmas or Thanksgiving. Definitely not closed for Black Friday. And they literally sit around the throne of God, declaring His holiness at all times forever. Um, it's important to notice too that in the Bible, God is called holy more than He's called love. And we're going to touch on this topic a That's little good. bit because yeah. I we mistake the two. We like to believe the opposite.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the times we like to think of God as like the loving God, right? Like he'll accept you no matter what. And I think. And he will. Yeah. And I think it's a cute picture that we paint so that uh, new Christians, when they come by, they feel loved and accepted. And God loves you just the way you are. But we need to understand that when we accept god as completely holy like he can't how do i say this i had it in my head and then i lost it in the middle of my sentence jeez but like god god loves you like god loves you period right he ha- he has the ultimate love right but he still has to maintain his holiness right like mm. he can't by
0: he can't he can't stop being holy for the sake of love
1: exactly thank you that's that's he's not gonna put he's
0: not gonna put the fact that he quote unquote loves you in in place of him being holy yeah
1: he doesn't love he doesn't love you more than his need to be completely holy right he will not sacrifice his holiness to be with you right but and it sounds harsh right and like I think a lot it of people, is what it is. yeah, and I think a lot of people shy away from saying stuff like that because it hurts you and it offends you, right, because you're saying God doesn't love you because he's too holy, right, and it's kind of funny that we have like, oh, that's kind of a holier than thou sense of uh sense of or way of thinking, and it's like, well, yeah, like he quite <laughs> yeah. literally is holier than thou, right, so like ah, shoot had in my hand, and I can't remember it, but basically, to sum up what I'm saying in conclusion, um like God is yeah, God is more love than or nope, God is more holy than he is love, right, and I think it's hard for us to cope with that, but ultimately like it's a it's a good thing, right, because God. God's complete separation from sin makes him all good and all just and all the things that we've talked about before and like his holiness and him being set apart puts him on a pedestal that we cannot achieve. Yeah. And we are able to, um, like this is why we're able to worship such a holy God because he is greater and he is completely set apart. He is not like us.
0: I'm going to complete a thought that you had here. Real quick, just because you said uh it's important to understand that because God is holy, we can trust his love. Because God's holiness makes him perfect in every sense. So his love, if it if he's not holy, or if he's more loved than he is holy, then his love's incomplete.
1: Yeah,
0: if his patience Is more than his holiness, he's his patience is incomplete. Because God is holy, this is his most defining characteristic. Because he is holy, all of his other attributes are made complete, and that's what makes him ho like holy better than us.
1: Yeah. I see what you did.
0: W-H-O-L-L-Y. Um, right? Because because if God is imperfect then his love is imperfect if god is like um yeah i'm going to stop there because i'm going to get into a tangent about other things i want to talk about uh a few more verses in leviticus chapter 19 verse 2 and in first peter verse 1 and 16 um uh, this is a call for god's people to be holy as god is holy right so here's the uh communicable attributes. We are called to be holy as God is holy. Does that mean that we will ever be as perfect as God is? Absolutely not. No. But uh, we are called to be like him in that way. Um Hebrews 12 14 makes a really good point that without holiness no one will ever see God.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Um and then Zechariah chapter 14 verses 20 through 21 in uh he's talking about the future and he like this prophetic vision that he has. And he, he makes a point to say that one the one day all things will be made holy.
1: That's really good. I like that.
0: Moving. Any, any, oh, okay. Oh, no, I Did was going to say, do you have any more thoughts?
1: No. I mean, as we're wrapping up holiness, I want to just make it clear to you guys listening we We're going through these points because our goal is to show you these attributes of God. We're trying to almost define who God is, even that's a big task, and that's why it's taking us sixty years to accomplish this. But what we just said about holiness isn't all there is to know about holiness, right? Mm. We're about to talk about righteousness, and what we're what we talk about we're giving you just a brief summary. we're just scratching the surface of what. Holiness means in God's, like what God's holiness means in our day-to-day Christian lives, right? So use this as an opportunity. If you're like, you know what, I want to learn more about holiness, look it up. Or even better yet, DM us on like Instagram or or something. We'd love to talk to you about it. Or I guess Felipe is a much better person to talk about. But, and he responds to most of our Instagram stuff. (laughs) Uh, but, um, like, use this time to kind of expand your, uh, Christian knowledge, so to speak, right? Because what we're doing here isn't an exhaustive, um, look at all of these things. We're just trying to give you a good sense of God's attributes and how they compare to ours, if that makes sense, right? So, um, I want to say that because God's holiness is a huge topic, yep. and I want to be faith, or I, I'm gonna include Felipe in this. We both want to be faithful in what we're telling you guys, and I just want to make it clear that that is what we just kind of went over with holiness is not all the there is to be said about God's yeah. holiness. No,
0: absolutely. We could go on forever and ever and make a whole separate episode. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, uh, we did. No, but seriously, like, these these issues, I think you're right on the, the money there. Like, we're, we're doing a quick four-episode series on theology, a.k.a. knowing God and the attributes of God and what God is like. But we could go on forever on just one of these attributes because there's so much to know, right? And so don't think that this is... We've covered it all. Do your do your research. Do your own homework and and dig deeper, Um, because that's the point of these conversations to begin with. Is we're learning more about God as Ron and I talk, and we're just including you on the journey. And hopefully, you know you like it. Uh, Moving on, God is righteous, or we can label it also just. Um, what we mean by this, is, what we mean by this is God always acts in the right and just way. Yes. Now, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to go with the definition that we had, Oh yeah, uh, put that on there <laughs> that we had written down. So God, when we talk about God's righteousness, right? Uh, we're talking, so God's right. Jeez. Dude, my brain is all over the place today. I should say something out of pocket to just clean it out. I'm kidding. Don't worry. Um, so God's righteousness. What we mean by that is that God always acts in accordance with what is right. What it like? What does that mean? Because right can mean anything. If I ask Felipe what is right, it could be completely different than what. Um, I can't think of. Uh, Holly Berry. It would be completely different than what Holly Berry thinks is right, right? So what is the standard of right? Well, I'm glad you asked, invisible person I'm talking to, because God is the standard of what is right, right? Because uh, uh, we talked about in earlier episodes that God is the definition of what is good, right? And we talked about some other um attributes that God is the standard of, because I think almost all of these maybe i'm missing art, i don't know i'll say almost all of these i'm prepared to be wrong about that and just say all of these attributes god is the standard of that so oh, when we talk about all, ra- of all of these all right thank you felipe he's muted but thank you felipe
0: <laughs> yeah yeah all of these all of these
1: i just don't want to i don't want to speak out of turn honestly oh, but um god is the standard of all of these attributes so Um, when we talk about God is always acting, God always acts in accordance of what is right. And he is the standard of right. It's a little confusing, but like that's, that's kind of the, when we talk about God's righteousness, that's what we're talking about. When we talk about our own righteousness, we're talking about walking in whatever is right. And what, when we're talking about what is right, we're talking about the standard that God has set. And um real quick I just want to make the point. I think we get confused sometimes cuz we think our definition of right yeah. is pretty much the same thing as God's when mm. it could be completely different, right? Absolutely. And when it's completely different, we don't want to act on it, right? And so I think it's really dangerous because we get in kind of like this mindset where it's like, well, doing this is good, right? but it's not acting in accordance to God. It could be a good thing in the world's eyes, but in God's eyes it's not it's not as good as you think, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um it, yeah. Uh and I think I think it's important that we understand that God can do no wrong. Um Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4, all of God's ways are perfect and just. Isaiah 45:19, the Lord always speaks truth and declares what is right. Um, and when we think about righteousness and justice, uh, it's not on human standards, like Rowan said, because our idea of justice is the, you know, like, um, I think you nailed nailed it on the head that like, it varies from person to person, right? Like, because I could be wronged. And uh, my version of dealing with it is, well, then you need to pay me back a million dollars. And it could have nothing to do with how I was wrong, right? Like Rowan could step on my foot and I could be like, "Well, ooh, man, that's going to, you need to cut off your hand if you're going to step on people's feet, you know? And that's, I mean, that's a really dumb example. That's like a... Oh yeah, the the code of Hammurabi. Wow, you just unlocked a memory I didn't know I had.
1: Yeah, I took a year of criminology. So
0: criminology, not world history.
1: I learned more from. Uh, I remember it from criminology, but I think I also learned it from world history.
0: Yeah, it was like the first written law. Anyway. Yeah, people still cut off their hand. You know what I'm saying? But like our our version of right does not always line up with God's, and God's are God's justice is perfect. Um. Even Jesus' died on the cross was to show God's righteousness. God punished sin. God has always punished sin. If he doesn't, he's not righteous. Um, and in the way that it relates to us, we are called to walk in righteousness, which means walking in God's standard of what is right, not our own. And I think it's important that we know that God gives us the tools that we need to walk righteously. Right. God gives us the Bible. God gives us the Holy Spirit. Right. God gives us his church, people that we walk alongside with me and Rowan um, and my other friends and the people that we do life with as Christians. Like God gives us the tools that we need to live righteously.
1: Yeah. And I think especially for newer Christians, it can be frustrating because you're like, all right. So we talk about how God is the standard of what is right. And so like, how do I know? How do I know what God's standard is? And we have a whole book full of stories about God and God doing X, Y, and Z and him moving in this way and that way. It's called the Bible. It's super cool. And you can read it and like his word, the Holy Spirit, all of that stuff are meant to be tools so that you know what is right and you know what walking in the way of God looks like, right?
0: And the Holy Spirit, let's clarify this because I'm, we're going to get backlash later. The Holy Spirit is so much more than a tool. He's God himself living in us. Oh yeah, The bad. Holy Spirit <laughs> will correct us. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said it best. The Holy Spirit um, reminds us of God's word. The Holy Spirit is God living in us. The Holy Spirit is God himself. He is not He is much, you know, he's not a tool. He's not a thing. He is a person of the Trinity living in us, helping us to live in righteousness. But for the sake of time, let's move on because this is supposed to be the last of these episodes. Uh, In the same way that God is love and good and patient and kind and gentle, God is wrath. God is wrath.
1: Oh, do we have a scream? No, we don't. Scream. <laughs> I
0: was so confused.
1: <laughs> I was hoping like maybe there was like a woman screaming sound effect. Or I something. hope
0: not, because that would have been loud. Yeah. That's what I was thinking.
1: So maybe it's a good thing it, it isn't on our soundboard because I would have definitely pressed it and just really messed up anybody with headphones in. Yeah.
0: Uh let's go on. God is yeah. wrath. God intensely hates all sin. I think this
1: uh one attribute I think
0: rubs everybody the wrong way the most.
1: Not what I was gonna go with, oh. but yes. I think this one goes with almost everything we're saying, right? Because we've talked about if God is love, he needs to be wrathful, right? Because if he loves us, then he needs to hate sin because hate or because sin destroys that's a good us, point, right? God is also mm-hmm. righteousness, right? And if God is righteous and just, he needs to hate sin because he loves what is right, right? We talk Mm. about God's holiness. God is completely separate from sin. So it's only natural that he
0: opposes sin. Absolutely despises sin. Sin.
1: He's also all good, right? And I kind of did this with righteousness, so this is redundant. But if he's all good, then he must hate sin with a passion, right? So when we talk about wrath, we're not like, oh, don't. Pee with the lid down because then God will smite thee, right? Um Sure. Yeah, sorry. Ooh. But you lost me we all <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> We're all we're we're talking about like communicable uh attributes, right? So what does wrath mean? Because I think when I when we say wrath, I think it's easy for us to be like, oh, you mean when I get angry at my sister or uh whoever cuts me off in traffic or an annoying customer who comes in that work that's not quite what we're talking about so the wrath we're talking about here is a hatred of sin right and i think we can all agree that to some extent a
0: burning hatred of sin like it's the most intense version of hate you can think of god is wrathful
1: and although we don't we don't have as much of a passionate hate for sin as God does because that's impossible for us. We still have some semblance of hatred for sin, right? We do not hate sin as much as God. We do not,
0: all right? But we should try. <laughs> yes. Because that's the that's the point here is that this uh, attribute is also part of us. So how do we apply it? How do we live it out? Um and we do so by hating sin mm-hmm. with everything that we have. Yeah. Um. Did you want to go on to some things? Uh, I was about to get into some Bible verses. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, the thing that we need to understand about God's wrath is, uh, it is constant towards sin. Um. As a matter of fact, John chapter three verse thirty-six. Uh, John writes that basically if you don't believe in Jesus, God's wrath remains on you um, because God is strongly opposed to sin. Without Jesus, without the sacrifice, without the uh, righteousness of Christ imputed on you. You are a nasty, filthy sinner, and God's wrath remains on you. That's just a fact. Uh, Romans one eighteen says the wrath of God is on all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Um, but the good news, uh, foreshadow, First uh, Thessalonians chapter one verse ten is that Jesus delivers us from God's wrath, um, and r- God's wrath towards sin at one point made us enemies of God. That's Romans 5.10. We were once enemies of God. Notice how God is like, yeah, I just don't talk to that dude. You know, like he's, you know, like we could be in the same room. He has his space. I have my space. We're cool, but we're not friends. No, no, no. God makes it clear in sin, we are enemies of God. uh, Because God is wrathful. And uh, one day, because we're going to look at all these attributes and we're we're trying to give you as full of a picture as we can in these episodes. One day there will be a physical expression of God's wrath poured out on the unrighteous. And Revelation talks about it uh, as the lake of burning fire and brimstone um, where hell and Satan and its angels are thrown into and the beast and the Antichrist and all of whatever that stuff means uh they are thrown into the lake of fire to burn forever and ever one day the world is made new and cleansed in fire like god is not playing around his wrath is part of who he is but his wrath is holy nice
1: bring it full circle now
0: oh do you have more no i don't know did i have more were you about to say something on this
1: no, I was just going to say we might need to take a Forge 15 because this next one's a big one.
0: <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Uh, Speaking of a big one, in a few weeks, <laughs> we are going to uh, Destin, Florida to be part of something really cool. Let's check it out. All right, welcome back. Welcome Hello. back.
1: Yes. So, let's jump right back in.
0: The last one. But the obviously, one. not the exhaustive list.
1: The will of God. All right. <laughs> let's rapid fire the will of God. I'm just kidding. This one, me and Felipe had a lot of conversation over. And this is the short and concise... Um. Definition that we do you want to lie?
0: Do you want to lie that anything that we do on this podcast is short and concise?
1: <laughs> uh, Let's all right. This is how. This is when we're talking about the will of God. This is what we're talking about. God's will is that attribute of God whereby He approves and determines to bring about every action necessary for the existence and activity of Himself and all creation. This definition indicates that God's will has to do with deciding and approving the things that God is and does. It concerns God's choices of what to do and what not to do. Scripture frequently indicates God indicates God's will as the final or most ultimate reason for everything that happens.
0: And that was it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been. Uh, we're not going to give you any context or break down any of that. Just Google it, bro re-listen to it as many times as it needs to for it to sink in you
1: go word by word and examine it and make sure we use each word correctly
0: exactly anyway so will right like we uh what about him he's interesting uh so god brings about every action necessary for his divine purposes um now, when we think of the characteristics of God that are also shared by us, these, again, communicable attributes, right? Like when God created man, actually, this is, the, this is the coolest thing about like that verse that I brought up earlier is that this is the biggest thing that we share with God. This is probably the one that we have the most in common with God is our will god when he made us in his likeness it meant that he gave us will we aren't robots god's will oh no i'm going on to something that's not we're not there yet just keep going well yeah we're not robots right and so god's like the ability for us to choose um you know what we do on a daily basis makes us different than all of the rest of creation angels are made with purpose. Animals, you know, like Remy, uh, our dog, just kind of does his thing as a dog. You know, like he doesn't have to think about doing things. He doesn't say, bro, like I'm going to drive to get my ball when I throw it this time. Like, you know, like he just runs. Like he just does things. He doesn't really have a will.
1: Or or a brain.
0: Honestly, so you'd be surprised... No, Remy's really smart. Stop. Uh, But God's will is perfect, pleasing, and good.
1: And that, of course, is supported by all of the other traits that we've talked about, obviously. Because if we believe God is all good, righteous, holy, yada, 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 (laughs) and all other nine um, attributes, we can trust that whatever God's will is. It's it's going to be good.
0: And in line with God's will, right? This is, this is the conversation that Roni and I got into. And so I think it's important that we bring it up, right? Because uh, there are two schools of thought of Christianity. Um, and I think the best place to be is somewhere in the middle. Um, and one would say that God has predestined every single little thing ever to exist, to happen, to occur in anything from every super bowl champion to anybody that walks in through heaven through any animal that lives dies breathes how it dies wh- which semi gets hit by to you know like how many anemones um, anem- why did i go for that word how Amoebas? many fish how many fish live in each anemone 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 yeah why did why you go for I that going? word uh and the clown you watch nemo you get it uh so see anemone an what did you say?
1: Nah, I can't do it again. <laughs> this, this is the best you're going to do. An
0: enemy. An enemy? That doesn't but. sound right. Anyway, so, right, like, there's this... There, it's called Calvinism, and it's this idea that God is completely sovereign, which, yes, hallelujah, amen, right? God is in control of all. His will is the final, perfect, deciding thing. Uh, But that God uh, is... You know, in control of every little thing that ever happens, ever, and boom, 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 it's never going to happen outside of how he designed it. And then there's another school of thought that's Armenian, Armenianism, uh, which says kind of the opposite. They'll believe that God's ultimate will is pleasing and good and perfect, and God is going to do what he wants, but. It really gives us way too much power, as in we choose everything. Um, and I think it's good to be somewhere in the middle, and and especially when it comes towards salvation, right? Because that's where they kind of clash. Um, I would say that God draws people unto himself, and we can also reject God. Um, and uh, that is where salvation happens. Jesus died for all. Uh, not just some predestined, preordained elect. Jesus died for all, all have access to God if they so choose. But some people just, God in his foreknowledge knows that some people will never, ever choose. Uh, But when we talk about God's will, it's important that we understand that ultimately, God is going to do whatever God wants. And I think that's kind of where I land. Even, and I don't agree with Calvinism because I don't believe that God made robots, but at the end of the day, even if he did, it's good. Yeah. I have to believe as a Christian that even if that's how God chose to work things out is to by making everybody robots and not necessarily robots. I feel like that's a poor way of putting it, but it's the only thing if God preordained everything and preselected his people and these people are going to heaven and these people are going to hell. And that's all he wanted to do it. Just say like, I want these people and not these people. I have to believe that God's will is pleasing, perfect and good. And therefore, it is the best way to do things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing that we didn't talk about um, as a characteristic of God when it comes to his justice or his righteousness. When God always acts in the right and just way, like his way is the best way of doing things. Yeah. Right. Like, so when it comes to God's will, his will is the best way for something to happen. That's good. Nice. Do you have anything that we want to add?
1: No, I think that's an exhaustive list of 10 of God's attributes. Communicable
0: attributes, because we did the incommunicable on it in the first episode. Actually, the first and second episode. We've just been going along ever since.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for watching. If you liked what you heard, like, subscribe, share it with some friends and family. Um. Follow us on social media, TikTok. Yeah, we Instagram. didn't do this at the
0: beginning at all.
1: No, you know, it's a bad time to do this, but I don't like doing that kind of stuff at the beginning. It's, because anytime <laughs> we I ever. Have limited time. Yeah. So. so anytime I ever hear that in a YouTube video, I just like click 15 seconds, 15 seconds, and I skip past it. Yeah, but so either like, way, like, I subscribe, think, share. I think
0: We're on sawsingypodcast.com. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place, honestly. We're people. We're too. a hot mess. Uh, We are also individual people. By the way, thanks for tuning in. Tune in. Uh, We love you guys. We love the support.
1: Bye. I need to go to bed, so shut this thing off. Seriously. (laughs)